This podcast, The Two Mats, is sponsored as ever by the New European Newspaper. And we've got a very special subscription offer for you, a new one, where you can get a free bollocks to Brexit passport cover. That's right, you heard that right, folks. It's a burgundy, like vegan leather, beautifully designed passport cover. Pleather. To, to have pleather, that's what, that's what they call it, isn't it? Pleather. To hide your um, new British blue. The shame of the, the blue shame, The shame passport. of the blue passport. And you can get your free bollocks to Brexit passport cover free with a subscription to the New European from just £1 a week. So to take this fantastic offer, and trust me, if you like this podcast, you will absolutely love the New European, go to theneweuropean.co.uk forward slash two mats. That's the number two, M-A-T-T-S, and there's a link in the show notes. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, welcome to the New European Podcast. My name's Richard Porritt. I'm joined, as ever, by Steve Anglesey. Hello, snowflakes. We're a little bit ill. Listen. Yeah. We've got the TNE flu. I yeah, think. we have. Everyone's got it, haven't they? It's We've a lurgy-filled podcast, but don't let that put you down. off. Struck down with illness, but you are safe. We have been quarantined here in the studio. There will be no germs passed on through this recording, we can assure you of that. Mm-hmm. Um... Jerry's going to talk about Theresa May's dancing and other embarrassing political Jerry's moments. Not, Jerry's not unwell. No, Jerry's fine. She's fine. Um, but she takes me. her life in her hands by coming into the studio, which is germ-filled. <laughs> snot dripping off the desk. Oh, and dear. It's not very nice at all. But she will be along with us soon. And then we'll do the Brexit of the Week, as always, yeah. of course. But firstly, it's quite a big moment, this, isn't it? Yes. Because momentum... Mm. have been petitioned, as we probably are aware already, yep. by 4,000 of their members, which sparks a discussion, an internal discussion, about whether the whole membership should be balloted on whether there should be a people's vote. Now, And the National Coordinating Group are meeting. That's right, the National The NCG, Co- yeah. as I'm sure they call it. <laughs> they will be meeting, I believe, on Saturday, but it's shrouded in some momentum secrecy, this, I think, yeah. Where are um, they meeting? But, but, well, again, not sure. I'm not sure, in a secret um, location. I imagine somewhere in London, but they will be discussing I mean, whether Wayland or Bar not, or yeah. something like that. Whether or not yeah. they will be balloting their entire membership, which is reasonably sizable, I believe, okay. uh, on whether they, they should back at conference, which is very much looming now, um, a people's vote. Yes. So, if they do, and it gets onto the conference floor, the thinking is... The delegates will actually back that, and that will become Labour Party policy. Now, I'm sure lots of people within isn't the Labour that Party... Amazing? Isn't it amazing that right. something that is going to happen 
at a secret meeting of the Momentum National Coordinating Group. A group that didn't exist five years ago. Is more significant than anything that's going to happen at the TUC conference, which had been... Is it? Well, I don't even know where the TUC no, conference is. Is it in Brighton? Sure it is either. I think it probably is. I think it is in Brighton. Yeah. It is in Brighton, isn't it? And it's and that's a, that starts a week on Sunday, I think. And we're more interested. Yeah. In this, it's a terrifying state of affairs we've got ourselves into that our hopes lie with momentum now. But you know, fair play to momentum. Mm. They could certainly uh, write their if they haven't already, of course, write their name right across history with this one. Um, and the, some of the polling seems to suggest that momentum members, in fact are pro-European and do want, do think that there should be a final say. And even, in fact, I saw something the other day that said even the even the hard lefties think that it's not a bad idea to let the people have a final say because what could be more democratic? Well, that's right, yeah. Um, and there's two great pieces about it in, in this, uh, about this in this week's New European, isn't there? One of them is uh, Zoe Williams, who people will be f- familiar with, the Guardian writer and writes in, in various other places, TV, makes numerous TV appearances. And one of them is by Francis Beckett, who's a, um, a Labour historian. He's written a couple of books about... He's written two books about Blair that yes, I know yes. of. He's written one about Attlee, I think. Yeah, that's a very good one. And about then even Attlee, greater, yeah. he wrote one about Gordon Brown. It which is. is that's yeah. also a good book. Is it? Yeah. But yeah, he's got a book coming out, I think, next month, which is about um, the, the, I think it's called The Strange Rise of Corbyn's Labour. Yes. Or something like that. But uh, I'm certainly looking forward to shit out. But it's very much previewed in, uh, in the New European this week. And the suggestion is, of course, that even though Corbyn has never changed his mind on anything ever before, that momentum, excuse the yeah. slightly uh, the dubious momentum. pun there, but the momentum is building upon him and he's going to find it very difficult not to. And he actually believes that he will change his mind. Do you? Well, I'm not sure. He might not, not have to. I'm not sure. I mean, they come at it from two different ways, don't they? Francis Beckett seems to see, say that and you should really buy the paper and, and read all this, but Francis Beckett seems to say that that if Corbyn doesn't change his mind, then the people who support Jeremy Corbyn because he is not just another politician and he's an agent of change um, and the Labour Party is transformed and the world is transformed, <laughs> uh, um, yes. will just begin to see Jeremy Corbyn as another, just another politician in the yeah, Labour Party yeah. as just another party. Yeah. Um, and Zoe Williams it, it says that the, the the new believers in in Corbyn don't actually believe what Corbyn thinks that it's all a capitalist club and they believe in solving you know solidarity will solve problem yeah. across across borders and the transnational solutions to to global issues so so and I think that that is right but I I I really think that that core of Corbyn I know McDonnell was sort of holding it out, but that core of, of Corbyn Thornbury and Seamus Milne is 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 still a, a, tough to a crack. huge tough to yeah it's Very a huge tough to nut crack. to crack yeah. But is there a way out for Corbyn? But can he say you know could he could he say with a straight face? All right, well you know we've let the members speak and but, they have done but this is the great thing about the people's vote isn't it yeah. you know this 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 offers a way out to everybody as we've said on this podcast before to people who are embarrassed to admit that they did vote for brexit because they see that it didn't work yeah you know it offers a great way out to jeremy corbyn it offers it even offers a way out to Theresa may definitely of does. go of going well let's you know we can just put this to bed now can't we yeah once and for uh, all once and you know once and for all and um 
and um, it even probably offers a way out for you, dear new European listener, who's sick, sick of us um, <laughs> talking about Brexit every week. But no, it doesn't. Clearly, we not. can do the Betty Blue podcast then, can't we? We can move. We have to move on. Yeah. So yeah, loftier topics. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure Betty Blue's loftier well, than I Brexit. Certainly, I certainly hope not. Certainly will hold it, be fr- it in more higher esteem in my heart. Than will it be Brexit? a frame <laughs> by frame? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So what? Sixty minutes of frame. Anyway, uh, yeah. yeah. So we'll move. We'll go back to that minute by minute. Minute Betty by Blue. minute, Betty Blue. The director's yeah. cut. Yeah, I think yeah. it's about two and a half hours long, isn't it? Oh, it's, the director's cut's getting on for four hours. It's it's, it's bloated, isn't it? Wow, it depends. It's, depends it's, what you mean. It isn't that good. Anyway, uh, anyway, indeed. You know, in the next few days, we're going to find out very much uh, what has happened, and I guess if there isn't. If they aren't going to back it, it's not the end because they can still get it on the floor at the, at the um, yes at conference. But, um, but this would be a and if you want to learn exactly it. how that, that how that all works, uh, Richard Angle from uh, Progress wrote a good piece in last week's paper, which is online um, at www. You don't need to do the Ws anymore. Do not you? really, no. So New, Euro- New European um, which is also very good and very https yeah. colon <laughs> forward slash forward slash. Oh. On the uh, information superhighway, it is. It's on the yeah. It's on the World Wide Web. So it wouldn't be the end of the fight, but it would be a massive plus if momentum were to be balloted. Because I think they'd back it. Well, yeah, me too. I think the members would back it. Me too. You know, look at and I, I, I can't remember what the momentum number is, but as as I think as Francis Beckett says, it's seventy six percent of people who were Labour who voted Labour at the last election are Remainers. Yeah, 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 and. The other thing is, I think it would be a big turning point for Momentum, who, you know, we've we've had our run-ins with Momentum. I had a rather big run-in with Momentum and some of their members at conference last year. But, yes. Um, but I think this would be a turning point for them from being just a sort of cult of personality for Jeremy mm. into being an actual of-the-left group that has, that has got beliefs that are not always... It, you know, completely. Oh, yeah, they're yeah, not always yeah, in yeah, step yeah. exactly with the leader, but are trying to progress thinking and trying to progress the party. So, um, I think it would be a huge moment for them. And you know, come on, guys, let's let's get it done and get it get it debated. Fifty fifty chance, do you think? Or? Well, I don't know. We've had so many false dawns with this, haven't we? And moments of moments of hope, but this is really, you know, I think that I think that we keep coming back to this again and again. I, I think a lot of people who do not like Jeremy Corbyn will be prepared to hold their nose and vote for the Labour Party yeah. at the next general election, whenever yeah. it comes, yeah. if the Labour Party supports Remain. Yeah. And a lot of people who are traditional Labour supporters, people like me, will probably not vote for the Labour Party yeah. if they do not support a people's vote or Do you think Remain. if they did, if they did come out and back it, that they're nailed on to win the next general election, even with Corbyn? The helm. Well, I think the mood of the country is moving so quickly away from this disaster of Brexit um, that that, um, that I think they probably will win the next is this election. Is, it, yeah. Well, even without the yeah, people's vote. No, with, with the people's with vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't think they've got any hope at all. Because I think if they, I think if they, because I just this. because I just don't think they they can count on those people. Uh, in, you know, in, in the same way, well, I suppose Labour won the you know Labour won the Blair won the last of his three elections with. You know the left wing not voting Labour, didn't they? With the, with the, yeah, the, the, the far it's left the people on the centre, isn't it? That yeah. win general elections, and yes, that's right. And I think that if we're looking at a, potentially a new 
Tory leader and a better run campaign than last time. Next time, mm. I think you know Labour are going to have a, a more difficult job next time than they had last time. I yeah. think so. Yeah, definitely. Okay, fascinating stuff. Well, watch this space uh, for that one. Now, Theresa May. But it's all been... going to be sorted out, isn't it? Anyway, because I'm, isn't there yeah, going to be it's a fine? Because all yeah. this, the EU have rolled over. I've been reading the Daily Express. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and the EU have rolled over, and um, and the last few. Um, some front page headlines from the Daily Express this week. Yeah, EU will it. offer special Brexit deal. Yeah. PM closing in on Brexit deal. It's all. It's all going to happen. Britain will thrive outside EU. Special investigation. Yeah. Did spooks kill Diana? It, well, it's becoming one of their new things, isn't it? Yeah. And and the other the last last week they had before they started on this idea that the EU was about to roll over and give Britain everything they wanted. They're, one of their front pages last week said PPI payouts from beyond the grave <laughs> you can claim on behalf of dead relatives. And I was wondering whether Diana did have PPI or not. Did Diana have PPI? What a splash that, that would have been. a special investigation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, by Mesa Hall. <laughs> have they not had a... <coughs> have they not had a Britain to be hit by new ice age? Not really, no. This not, week? No. Hmm. No, I must try harder to do the express. But, well, they, but I think this, so there's, there's this idea, isn't there, that uh, uh, partly bolstered by selective quoting from Barnier and Dominic Robb is is all very uh, well. The it, Times report, didn't they? Slightly more um, trustworthy, yes. news source perhaps um, said that that France is is ready to cut a, a post Brexit deal with the UK. Yes, and that Macron is maybe you know pushing for a. For a new alliance, concentric circles. Yeah, it's like a bit that. complicated, then, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Um, it, it, it all got a bit Galileo, I thought. After that, but and, and obviously there was a, Sterling went up, didn't it? Yeah, kaboom uh, on the uh, on the back of this the, these quotes from from Barnier, who sort of said he was going to offer us a partnership which is such as such has never been with any other third country. Yeah, but I don't. But don't you think that? People are getting this a bit round the wrong way, and they're getting excited. And this is actually what he's talking about, and I think what Dominic Raab is talking about as well is they are reasonably getting reasonably close to agreeing something on the final pay payment on the rights of EU citizens uh-huh. in the UK and vice versa, yeah. and on whatever way they're going to kick Northern Ireland into the long grass. Yeah, and. That's the deal that they're talking about, nearly agreeing, and the rest of it just is, a deal. It's that's a deal, isn't it? There is it? no deal, but not there the, is not no but deal, not sorry. the check, not agreeing to checkers. stuff in checkers. No, no, that's, no, no. So, no. so, I, but that's where we so got. So respectfully, to. I think that that is that some of that coverage, not the Times coverage, but some of that other coverage is is completely is, has got this round the wrong way. But does this give? And you see, I think the government in the past, over the summer recess have been quite clever in in saying what you know in, in talking about no deal, Hunt going around Europe yeah. and saying talking about no deal, the the um, the semi apocalyptic vision of uh, <laughs> of no deal Brexit yeah. the other week from Sweaty Dominic, and because what the, what I don't think they're spooking the EU, but no. they're spooking the public. Into going, oh my god, we don't want a no deal. So when they get any old deal, they can yeah. go, we've been, it's a success. Yeah, 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 that's right. And and to be honest with you, look, the Macron is 
what Macron is signalling. I mean, Macron doesn't want a no deal either. No, the EU don't, don't really want, want a no, no, no deal no, no, because no. it would be bad for everybody, yeah. but it would yeah. be worse, much worse for us oh, than course. it would be for the EU, but it would be bad for the EU too. Yeah, yeah, um, it would. I think there's also an element, isn't there, of trying to prop up May and, yes. and people seeing that, you know, this... this uh, I've been doing that for getting on for a year. Now, yeah, exactly. They're trying to prop her up. They're trying to give breathe some life into checkers, even though at some point in the future. And I forget, when, when are they... They're meeting reasonably soon, aren't they? The EU are meeting in set 20th of September, yeah, yeah. which I would imagine they will talk about the... I guess then they will talk about the progress on these, you know, these small issues, Certainly. and then and then there's an EU summit in in the middle of October when yeah. they they're supposed to talk. There's about going to be the some deal. slippage on that, isn't there? Yeah. I would have thought now probably till November, but I can see that slipping again. To be honest, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that tends to be how these things work. I don't think anyone should worry too much about that. And then there's another EU summit in December. Mm-hmm. The Christmas summit. That's where the Christmas summit. Father Christmas. They have Secret Santa. Do they do do they know it's the EU summit at all? <laughs> Well, time at all. Well, that's interesting that you should bring up that wonderful song. Because Do they know it's Christmas time? Because that was in order to help. It was pull the Africans. And now what do when. we send over to Africa? And now we've sent some other person to jig about. We have, on, yeah. And, and the dancing was great. Me and Jerry are going to talk about that. Yeah. But the the trade deal. Should we get excited about the trade deal? Well, <laughs> not point seven of our exports. Not really. No. <laughs> I mean, it's great that we there is a trade deal. You know, I, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done. But it's not the saviour, is it? Well, no. Far from it, in fact. Far from it. I mean, our, our exports to to Africa were last year were seven, worth seventeen billion quid, and to yeah. Nigeria they were worth two billion quid. Yeah. And our exports to the EU were worth heck of a lot more. Two hundred forty-six billion. Yeah. So even if we were to treble. Uh, you know, to, if we got sixty, if we got sixty billion in exports out of Africa, we would we would still out of Africa. Now there was a film. Yeah. We'd still have another hundred and eighty billion to, to. Yeah, there's a, there's certainly a deficit there. Um, I mean, great that we're reaching out to Africa and them to us. It's certainly a partnership rather than the sort of white saviour rolling in. They were very keen to make that clear. Yes, they that, were, and I think that's good. I, you know, I'm supportive of that. Um, but as sure as Kilimanjaro rises like Olympus above the Serengeti, it's not really anything to get excited about. <laughs> what a very special listener will like that. Um. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, just, just thinking about that, that song, I, I saw an interview with the guitarist out of Toto. Yeah. In, I think it was in Mojo, it was Toto in Mojo. <laughs> Brilliant. A, a, a while ago, and he was, I can't remember this bloke's name now, it was not... Uh, the Steve Picaro or whatever he's called, but anyway, he was saying that um, he said he didn't when the the singer brought it in because he'd written it with Jeff Picaro, who was the the drummer who then we played with Steely Dan and then died in a bizarre gardening accident, which is a sort of source of the spiral uh, the, uh, the spinal tap joke. Um, he they didn't really like it and they went. You could you've got a solo album coming out, haven't you? Why don't you put Stick it, on, it that? on that with all the other rubbish? And then the record company went, oh, it's actually quite good. This, and then they even the singer thought it's a bit cheesy and it's not really us. So they put it like at the end of the second side of the album, and then the record company obviously went, this will be an enormous hit made 
fake singles of it and sent it out to sort of American clubs yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and it, they, then they had to release it as a single. Kippy ZY2. And he yeah, and he <laughs> sort of said, you know, he's I've done really well out of this song, but I don't really like it. But I, it's sort of I've done quite well out of it and I feel and it is it is really like, you know, it still haunts me that I've have to have to play it. And it is quite like when Theresa May goes somewhere and somebody asks her to do you really think Brexit is a really good idea? <laughs> yeah. and I've done quite well out of Brexit, you know, but I've still got to. But I can't really say that I like it. No, she, she's... Uh, Can you see any economic benefits? Well, what I want to talk about is is this lovely country. Some of those interviews were, were fairly cringy, weren't they? Weren't they? Yeah, they, they were. They really were. Uh, yes, well, it's been a, an interesting week, and we're back next week, of course. Parliament is back next week. Back, back, back. Recess is over. It's been a bad week. This certain person won't mind at all that, rec- uh, that recess is over. He's in constant recess, this man. Yeah. But uh, just finally, did you not fancy putting a bid in for Nigel Farage's portrait? No, I didn't. I don't want to be unkind to the artist whose name now escapes me. Yeah. Um, because it's a perfectly good piece of art. Yeah, yeah. It's just why on earth would you want a picture of Nigel Farage on your wall? And why would you? Why would you say that bids must start at twenty five thousand pounds? Well, he'd been told that some some guy was def. Oh yeah, I definitely want it. Start it at twenty five grand, and I'll I'll take it off your hands. All oh, right, okay. They've, they'd bit, so Nigel had said, yeah, definitely someone's going to come in. Very embarrassing. It is really embarrassing. Have you seen that Nigel Farage is now talking about standing for mayor of London? By the way. Oh Which God. is a well, he's uh, got no chance at all, has he? Well, he, exactly, he has got no chance whatsoever. He he said he said I have been encouraged to stand by a group of people. I haven't said no to it. I'm thinking about it. The Tory Party are aware that if I did stand, they would probably come third. Yeah, come ninth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because people in London dislike mm-hmm. you. I tell you what, I'm looking forward to. Yeah, the Leave meets Leave. Well. So I'm looking forward to yeah the leave means leave rally at Bolton's. It's actually called the University of Bolton. It is Stadium, the University of Bolton Stadium. Do you reckon they're going to sell it out? Oh, I think so. Yeah. So how many people could you get in there? You get well, it's twenty-eight thousand seats. Twenty-eight thousand seats, but you get the people on the pitch as like well. Live Aid. I mean, you're talking forty-five thousand. I would have thought so. It's going to be a massive event. It's Nigel's be... the only one confirmed yet. Is he? But I reckon there's going to be. All, all the Brexiteer artists will be there to oh, sing yeah. along and do... Any poetry, do you think? Or... Oh, I don't know. I can't think of any Brexity poets. Mm, I don't know. There's one, isn't there? But... It's a bloody name. <sighs> she's always on Sky News. She's always on the TV. I don't know why she's always on Sky News. I, I don't know. Anyway. It's going to be good, though, yeah. <laughs> we'll be back with Jerry next. Stay angry. Fight Brexit. Subscribe to The New European. Order by telephone by calling 01858... 438840 and quoting podcast one, or order online at our website www.neweuropean.co.uk. Stay angry, fight Brexit, subscribe to the New European. Welcome, Jerry. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Well, as I was saying to Steve, there is a we've kind of all got the TNE flu. Yes, it's we're all a bit croaky. We're all a bit ill. Ugh, it's because the end of the summer. I don't know what it's it is. It's nearly back to school. Well, I, I don't go to school. You're going to pull a sickie? I've never ever pulled a sickie. Haven't you? I've, I mean, me neither. I've only ever had... Uh, the last time I had a day off was when I was hospitalised with... It was either bird... It must have been swine flu, I think. Not bird flu. That sounds a bit more serious. 
How but, dare you not pull yourself in? Well, no, I, d- I did go into the office. Oh, God. <laughs> security. In those days, I had a driver. And sec- <laughs> I'm serious. And security had to come out of the office and carry me up to my desk. Absolutely true story. Wow. Did you file? Uh, well, I was I was a desker at that point, mm. so I didn't file anything. But I did have to get a trainee to help me to the toilet. Oh, that poor trainee! I know. I, know. I was waiting for the uh, letter from HR, but yeah. it never came. Anyway, thank you to that trainee, whoever it was. I do. I'm not that ill, so you're not going to have to help me to the toilet. I'm really glad about at that. Any point. But that was an embarrassing moment for me. Yes. And I've got you here today to talk about politicians' embarrassing moments. I love a politician embarrassing themselves. Because, of course, Theresa May did some dancing this week. <laughs> now, uh, she's no dancer, is she? She's not. And I can't judge, because I'm not the nimblest of movers. Well, if you want to see me dancing, there is a clip of me from a few Saturdays ago dancing. Is so there? go on to Twitter, at Porrit, P-O-R-R-I-T-T, and you can see me dancing along to this charming man by the Smiths. Oh, excellent. Um, excellent so you news. can judge my dancing, but I I wouldn't class myself as a dancer either. Although I think I might have done a little bit of a better job than our Teresa managed in South Africa. Yeah. Well, was it embarrassing for her? Is it damaging for her? Or is it just a bit of fun? I don't think I don't really think it's em- it's embarrassing. I don't really think it's damaging. No, I don't either. I thought it, I actually. I think it's almost a bit endearing. Yeah, dare yeah, I say? Yeah. I've just written exactly the same thing. We didn't. I said, you know, in my piece that I've just written, I said we we don't we don't we didn't. Well, well I well listener, I imagine you didn't either. But people didn't vote for Theresa May at the last general election because she's some twinkle toe. No, no. Although putting that in the manifesto would have probably been better than some of the other garbage <laughs> they put in the manifesto. Look, she's but, no Barack Obama. If Barack Obama had turned up, it would have been smooth and yeah, cool. Yeah, but yeah. we don't expect British politicians to be like that, do we? No, I think you know Boris would have given it a go. Some politicians yeah. wouldn't have given it a go. That's and true. I think if Theresa May had gone, no. I'm not dancing, then people would have done the old Maybot says no. Yeah. But she did it, she's no dancer. It was a weird thing. I mean, can you describe it? It's a bit like. Well, it was, it was, it, the people are calling it the Maybot, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. For kind and of it was a, a bit of like, a shuffle, a bit of a robotic type movement. It was a bit like Peter Crouch, wasn't it? Well, it's a bit, you know, kind of auntie's had a bit too much at a wedding reception, <laughs> but that's all right. That's I all thought, right. It, I thought if you hum along madness. Yes. One step beyond. <laughs> da, na, 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 na. I think that's because she's sort of got the hand movements. I wonder if that's her favourite song. And, and the, I like the foot. I like it when the foot kicks out <laughs> and the hips sort of start to go. But do you know what? On that visit to that school, she actually looked quite happy. Yeah, yeah, she was doing alright. There was another awkward bit where she was walking down the line and there were kids at either side and she was sort of waving <laughs> to each of them and pointing. Again, I, thought, I think it was quite endearing. I, I do, think it's done I a, do. quite, I, quite well. I thought it was endearing. So, so we've already chat about some other embarrassing moments and maybe yeah. some that are a bit more damaging. Yeah. Um, some of my favourite politicians dancing, Boris Yeltsin. Right. Was brilliant. <laughs> but I think drink had been taken at that point. No, I no. Think there, might have been. there was also a brilliant one um, of uh, Corbyn that I hadn't seen actually until the Maybot um, dance this week when uh, it was on Twitter. Corbyn... Kind of trying to get the crowd up and oh, jump in. Oh, I saw and, that tweet so that as well. That's quite yeah, funny. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, some other embarrassing moments. What are your favourites? Uh, I've got a few. I've got a few. Um, my all-time favourite politician um, embarrassing moment is George Galloway on Celebrity Big Brother. Oh, my God. Um, I could. I, I, it was one of those jaw drop moments. It was. And you just kind of sit there all a bit uncomfortable. Basically, he pretended to be a cat as part of a challenge. Um 
and it crouched down on all fours and was purring and licking imaginary milk out of the hands of an actress and slurping. And then she went and rubbed this fake cream from his whiskers and stroked his head and behind his ears. And then he put his head on her lap. And It was this weird sort of erotic oh, role play going on it was really strange I mean George Galloway is a fairly strange man but that yeah. was the height of strange it how also, did he do in Big Brother that year I, mean, I don't think he did great did he but it also told the, his fellow housemates that his favourite pastimes were sunbathing and sex so oh at the same time oh god don't I once told a story to the tabloids about him going to get a tan uh, see sunbathing tan, loved it oh we had a good picture of him sort of sneaking in. <laughs> so you used to be able to sell any old crap to the tabloids, didn't you? Um, yeah, that's, that's my favourite one. Have you got one? Uh, yes. Um, I liked, and this was embarrassing. I'm not sure it was damaging, but way back in the noughties when Tony Blair was Prime Minister, mm-hmm. he went off to, I think it was China or South Korea, Oh, wasn't I remember it? this, yeah. And he was really grilled by these students about... Yeah. Um, David Kelly, wasn't About he? David Kelly, yes. That was right. And he was perfectly Blair, as he always is, was. And then he was asked to sing a song. And he did say no. He said no. But I think that's an easier one, because you can just say, really, you do not want me to sing a song. But Sherry, ever the helpful wife... Stepped in. Stepped in and sang When I'm 64. Yeah. And it and it really was it really was quite something. Uh, so yeah, that was fairly embarrassing. Yeah, it wasn't great. It oh, wasn't was it, I can't great. remember why she chose that song either. Was it just her Liverpool connection? Do you think? Well, I think the Chinese students demanded the Beatles, from Did what they? I seem to remember. <laughs> yeah. I remember Tony sort of looking. I'm not sure if Alistair was uh, was in the background somewhere going, no, we don't do God and we don't do the Beatles. Um, but she saw it through. There was this one moment, you can check it out online, there's one moment where she looks and her eyes are like, oh my God, I'm doing this. Yeah, but that, she's too far in it by that stage. It was embarrassing. I don't think that was damaging to Tony either, though. I think it was damaging to her, but she had a fairly, uh, the press weren't great fans of her anyway, well, so they went no. after her. And the feeling was very much mutual. What have you got? Um, Amber Rudd. It's when Amber Rudd was still Home Secretary and she proved herself not all that fluent with uh, technology. Um, and this is after something pretty serious, after um, the Westminster terrorist Khalid Masood. Um, but Amber Rudd was on the Andrew Marr show talking about terrorism and um, kind of how social media plays its part in technology. And uh, she said that we'd consult with the people who know the necessary hashtags to clamp down on terrorism. And, you know, ISIS ain't out there. Hashtag terrorism. Hashtag infidels, are they? So there was that. And she also called for a stop to end-to-end encryption, which is what WhatsApp uses. Um, but it's just complete ignorance because that's also the thing that keeps online banking safe. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit of a cock-up, wasn't it, on her part? It's just misunderstanding. She of... maybe should have just... When she realised she was get, she was in, in the uh, in the brown stuff, she maybe should have just burst into a Beatles track. Yeah, it helps you read, didn't it? a bit of a dance. <laughs> can you think of any more, more damaging ones? That one was quite damaging, but can you think of any more? Yeah, I mean, um, actually, one of my favourite ones, um, and it's a bit before my time but I do know about it because I know about things sometimes yeah, is sometimes. Uh, Ron Davis um, who was kind of spotted up at Clapham oh, Common God. yeah um, and this is the stuff a legend isn't it which is obviously why well, I know um, he denied he'd been there he told reporters he'd been going for a short walk short walk it all kind of started when the sun got a tip off and sent a photographer down there and he was spotted leaving the bushes <laughs> Um <laughs> 
And the unpublished pictures reportedly captured an act right. up on Clapham Common. Right, was it a cartwheel? Yes, absolutely, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. We'll call it a cartwheel. Um, at the time, he said to the son, these allegations are completely false and without substance. He said he'd driven to London that morning and didn't leave the motorway and was not near Bath. Um, but then a couple of days later, he changed his story. He said he had stopped to use a toilet in that area and had a walk in the woodlands. And then, the next day, it got even worse when in a BBC interview he said he'd been watching Badgers first thing in the morning two or three times and he'd had a brief conversation with a stranger and he threatened to sue the son. And then it got even worse when he claimed he'd been mugged and then admitted he'd been robbed by a Rastafarian um, who had just met but was about to have dinner with um, in the presence of others. Well, I mean, I, I, you know, it, it's like, do you remember there was a great, some great sketches on Little Britain where a politician would be, so the press would be outside. Yeah. And a politician who was often played by... Um, David Williams. David Williams would come out and Matt Lucas would be the, the wife, wife looking all stern <laughs> with like a tray of tea. And he would say something like, um, it is true that I was indeed naked <laughs> at the time of the event, but it was simply because a... a Large gust of wind took my clothes off. <laughs> and then the wife would, like, kiss him on the cheek. <laughs> happy, happy families. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that did ruin Ron Davis's career, didn't it? He did just, then have to kind of... Just a bit, down he stepped down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and um, down the street said they were still baffled by the holes in his story. So that had, that had some consequences. That did, rather. Uh, one that I... Um, one that I think had some lasting consequences and still does, actually, was... Um, to cast your mind back to uh, Gordon Brown mm-hmm. being handed the Labour leadership, basically. Yes. And a lot of people were saying to the Blairite wing, we need a candidate to stand in this. It shouldn't just be a coronation. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were priming David Miliband. Yeah, yeah. Now, I think if he'd stood then, he might just have won. Yeah. Now, Brown would have been furious, obviously, yep. but he might just have won. Um, a year later, at conference... Miliband seemed to be priming himself for a, for some kind of challenge, mm-hmm. or at least positioning himself to be ready next time round. There were lots of lovely profiles of him in the Sundays, uh, you know, at home in his oh, um, yeah. North London palatial uh, <laughs> residency, and um, and he was coming across really well. And then he posed with a banana, yeah, at conference, and it, it just it. it it was just a spur of the moment thing, obviously. Yeah. But he'd been trying to move away from this geeky political spod. Yeah. And then there he was looking very awkward and silly with a banana. Yeah. And yeah, it, yeah. if you Google David Miliband, it is one of the first pictures you find yeah. still to this day of David Miliband. And I'm not saying it was that that lost him the Labour leadership, but I think it may well have had a. He may well have put him on the back foot. So when James Pennell quit in after the. Um, Euro and local elections in 2009, he probably didn't feel that he'd cast away that, that previous sort of geeky that image, image enough. Yeah, yeah. So I think that maybe hampered him. I think that was damaging. Yeah. Um, and it, just a silly thing to do spur of the moment. Yeah, I think uh, you're there right. There you go. And of course, no longer a Labour politician. <laughs> no, no, no. Off running international well, I, rescue. My favourite, right, I think, of recent times... Uh-huh. And and I know you. I know it's one you want to mention as well. Was a misplaced high five. <laughs> yes, that was Corbyn, wasn't it? When uh, when um, him and Emily Thornberry were celebrating in Islington after the after the election, and uh, it was the most awkward high five ever, wasn't it? Cause well, it's missed. not. It's 
he missed somewhat, but he did. He didn't. Did, I mean, missing a high five. Yeah. Right. We've all been there. Yep. Yeah. You've got to look there. at an elbow. That's the trick. Is that the trick? Elbows. So yeah. I've I've been in for a high five. Yeah. And and either missed the mm-hmm. other person completely or gone, and the other person sort of said, "No, I don't do high fives." Yeah. Yeah, but he hit her in the boob, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yes. Yes, he he swiped her in, <laughs> in the breast. He did. To be fair to Emily Thornberry, she did. Oh, ever the professional carried on. Carried on. Absolutely carried on. I would have been great if she'd have just looked at him and he'd have carried on, and then she just slapped him around the face. <laughs> just because we've had a good result doesn't mean you can go around being all handsy, Jeremy. That would have been fantastic. Oh, uh, but do you know what? Actually, what was even more awkward before that. On uh, as they were posing photographs before the high five, they were doing that weird like pointing at each other thing, like they're at the start of a sitcom. Like, ha, ah, we're really good mates. Oh, it was. God. I don't know what was worse. I tell you what would have if that had been Diane Abbott. Yes. She would have just gone straight in for the big old snog, <laughs> wouldn't she? Come here, Jeremy. Back oh, together celebrations again. Celebrations all round. <laughs> Reunited. Final thought then. Was it a good thing for Theresa May's image that she can't dance and tried? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, we don't. You know. We don't want our politicians to be able to dance, do we? I thought. I mean, you I'd know, just quite like her to be able to, you know, negotiate a proper deal. Any, <laughs> oppor- any opportunity to to fling some muck at the prime minister, obviously. But credit where it's due, you know, bad dancers of the world unite. I see. See you there. Brexiteer of the week. Steve, we're back. It's time for Brexiteer of the week. It is time for Brexiteer of the week. And I tell you, I'm really excited. We'd mentioned him earlier on, but Nigel Farage is going to stand for London Mayor. But his his old shipmate, Kate Howey, is in the news as well. The the Jack and Rose of of Brexit. (laughs) And um, near... Far, wherever you <laughs> are. Um, a beautiful scene. And uh, it's lovely, isn't it? And she is... He, last week... Well, a couple of weeks ago, he came out for Leave Means Leave. Yeah. And is now doing this... Uh, yeah, th- this, The mass rally in... Uh, can not wait. In, it's so exciting, isn't I've it? I've got Bolton. a ticket. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. They're available, aren't they? Five available pound, now. Five pound a head. Five pound a head. Uh, you shouldn't really have said that, although I'm not sure they'll be able to pick you out among the... I'm uh, going to go in disguise. Are you? I'm going to wear tweed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get boozed up beforehand. Do you know like when you've got a t- you're an away fan and you're in with the home fans? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do don't, shh, don't say yeah. anything. Don't jump up. Oh, it's all right, because my accent's a bit brexty. You are, yes, that's so true. So that's fine. Yeah, yeah, you'll, you'll fit in nicely. I'll be fine. But anyway, Kate, how is, is has now come out as a supporter of Leave Means Leave? I'm really? not sure she's going to be on. All right, she'll be there. But I was thinking it's strange, isn't it? Because Leave Means Leave's big thing is to sort of put the frighteners on Remainer MPs in Brexit voting areas who are thinking about going against their constituents' wishes. And, of course, Ah. Kate Howey goes against her constituents' wishes every time that she bangs the Brexit drum because Vauxhall voted 78% for Remain. Anyway... The reason that Kate Howey is in my list of the worst Brexiteers of the week is that she, she wrote an a, a opinion piece declaring her support for Leave Means Leave in the Daily Express, the house journal of hard Brexit, as we know. <laughs> and she said, she said this, she said, we were even more proud of the millions who came along to the huge rallies and told us, some with tears in their eyes, that for the first time they believed it was worth voting. <laughs> I, I just—I mean, I know it's—I know that is—it's well, it's a—it's a sad. It's with bringing tears a tears. But the huge rallies with millions of voters. Yeah, that million man march. Did that 
That didn't really happen, didn't did it? Didn't happen. It didn't happen. Welcome to the post-truth world. A few, th- a few thousand, wasn't it? And you know, the Collins Dictionary, by the way, defines the American slang term "hooey" as rubbish and nonsense. And to be fair, Kate Howie, what things that Kate Howie says, not far behind. Um, talking of people who come out with a load of hooey and nonsense, David Davis. Oh, and talking about people who write these full-page editorials as well, he had one in the Sun at the weekend. He said that, I don't know if you read this, it was fantastic. It's good to see that he's back hard at work again. Yeah. Because it must have taken him literally five minutes to knock this thing out. Anyway, he said that all economic predictions are completely worthless. Yeah, worthless. There goes Philip Hammond again. He's trotting out yet another bogus forecast. All anyone knows, economic predictions, totally useless. And then it ended... We're quite likely to have the odd hiccup when we leave the EU, but we'll be able to cope, and any problems we have will be over in months and not years. Yeah. Does that sound a bit like an economic forecast to it's you? a little bit. It does, doesn't it? Dr Richard Bannum, I've not come across this bloke before. Dr. I thought of Dr. First Dick. it was Dr Richard Banner, who was, of course, the Hulk in the, uh, in oh, the yes, TV series. <laughs> Don't make Instead of angry. Bruce Banner, yeah, <laughs> Bill Bixby. But no... He uh, he's a he's a, a man who is on Twitter, Dr. Richard Bannum. His bio his bio on Twitter says he's an anti-EU expat, a retired pharmacist, a patriot, and a freaky music fan. Oh, freaky music! Freaky music! And I really like this this bloke because um, he he was on Twitter last week and he said, "I'm stuck here in southern Spain, seeing all this shit happening in the UK. As a true patriot, it makes me sad and angry." Spain is heading for big problems too because the new socialist government is letting all these bloody immigrants in. Ah. Yeah, all those bloody immigrants yeah. ruining Spain for the indigenous British <laughs> expat population. Um, but the Brexiteer of the week is Owen Paterson. Oh, yes. Now, what's our favourite quote from Owen Paterson? I don't know. Well, in 2013, when he was the Environment Secretary... He was in charge of a oh, yeah, badger of call, wasn't he? <laughs> and he was in charge of killing all the badgers. He, he killed, like, two badgers. Yeah. I think with his bear, he had to get Henry Bolton, didn't yeah, he, Bolton to cover. Yeah, Bolton sorted that out. He, his badger call failed, and they, he went on TV and they said, why have you failed to kill all these badgers? And he said, the badgers have moved the goalposts. It's fantastic. Well, badgers are very clever, of course. They I are mean, I, I used to live uh, in the sticks. Yeah. And... Um, there was a BBC drama being filmed nearby. Oh, yeah. I was on a, I was on a beach, and a very small track road up to, and then all of a sudden this sinkhole appeared. Oh yeah! And when the council investigated, it um, was angry badgers. It was badgers. The set had dug under the thing, but because the bee wanted to roll these big trucks down there to film, it was some Benedict. Oh yeah, 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 thing. yeah. And um. They had to put a temporary bridge over the badger set because you can't disturb mating badgers. No, so I've if learned this that. Set, to my cost. This set is a rocking. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I think they'd be a bit. They're a bit bitey if you disturb. They them. are a bit nippy. So, um, yeah. I thought you, they would. You, they'd erected a large goalpost across the <laughs> across the bridge. Well, they nearly moved oh, the goalpost for, for the BBC. But anyway, the BBC got so from for a man who's. So, talking about badgers moving a goalpost, Owen Patterson has showed that he is willing to learn from old Br'er Brock. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because he t- this week he tweeted, we must all unite around delivering the referendum result, Brexit in full, leaving the single market, the customs union, and leaving the ECJ. And in 2014, before the badgers moved the goalpost, Owen Patterson wrote... 
we should negotiate a new settlement while keeping our vital position in the single market. And then during the referendum campaign, he went on TV and he said only a madman would leave the single market. Yeah. And well, then this week, right? this week, he said the Norway option was rubbish and he wrote EFTA and and or and or the EEA or an EFTA type arrangement would not be Brexit at all. And again, I go back to 2014 when Owen Paterson wrote, the only realistic option is to say within the EEA, the EEA is tailor-made for this purpose and it can be accessed by joining EFTA first. He's really got no clue what he's talking about, has he? Well, maybe all the badgering by these Brexiteers has taken its toll. (laughs) So he, Owen Paterson, the badgers have anointed you as the Brexiteer of the week. Congratulations. What should our loyal and growing band of listeners do right now? Well, there are many things. They should like the New European um, uh, on Facebook. They should join the New European Facebook readers group. They should follow the New European on Twitter, at the New European. But the best thing you can do right now is to um, is to join the the, uh, the growing number of readers um, who uh, who support our work by donating uh, to uh, to us at steadyhq.com. It is a uh, it's a, a sort of campaigning crowdfundery site. Uh, you can donate in three different levels. You will be helping to support our work uh, to fight Brexit. You will get some merch if you do. There are tote bags, there are mentions in the newspaper, there are notebooks, there are pens, uh, there are T-shirts even, uh, depending on how much you uh, you want to give us. You can also book adverts in our newspaper or on this uh, amazing podcast. And one of the things that we are going to do if you support us at SteadyHQ.com is read your name out on here. So, what, so why don't we mention some of those lovely people? Yeah. So this week, well, so this week's uh, new SteadyHQ.com uh, uh, subscribers are Ian LeBeau, Kay Edmonds, and you've got two here. Ian you? Valentine and Jane Valentine. Do you think they're a couple? I think they are. Well, if they're not, they should get ro- together because very they're romantic. Were very romantic name. They should, if they're not a couple, they should get together because Jane wouldn't have to change her name even to get married. No, that's good, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, good. Save some paperwork. Excellent. So do all that. SteadyHQ.com. Search for the New European on there. And uh, if you really want to, you can. I've not got a crowdfunder personally, although I'd quite like <laughs> you to. Give me bank it's my birthday on Monday, so I'd like you to send me some gifts. Um, but you can follow me if you really want to uh, at uh, Sanglesey, S A N G L E S E Y. You can follow me at Porit, P-O-R-R-I-T-T. That was the New European Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. It's been a joy, as always. If you haven't already, go and get the paper. It's a really good issue. Lots of great talking points in there. Lots of great stuff. And not just politics and Brexit, of course. Lots of culture as well. We'll be back next week. Until then, Mr Campbell, play the bagpipes. Here you go. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.